Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. We're back for another Ask MGMA podcast with our co-host, Senior Advisor, Christy Good. Christy, welcome back. Good to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. So you were telling me that recently uh, you've been doing a lot of research on value-based care and how AI may be able to support medical practices. You've got a an article coming out with a ton of resources and information about that. We're going to take a deep dive into that and how uh, AI can support value-based care. But you also told me a really about a really interesting excursion that you and our director, Andrew Haiti had an opportunity to experience recently. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, Andrew and I had the opportunity to present at the CU Business School to a group of professionals that were in an executive MBA class um, on the topic of value-based care and value-based contracting. So most of those people in those class are already involved in healthcare at some point. They were either physicians, providers, administrators, um, C-suite that were looking to uh, get their executive MBA. And part of that is, um, you know, value-based contracting. So uh, we had the opportunity to kind of kick that off. That's awesome. Were, were there any themes or particular questions or anything else? What were they interested in? What were the kind of questions they were asking you? Because it may be the same kind of questions our listeners are having right now. Um, well, really, their biggest thing was, as how do you do value-based contracting? Um, knowing that we've been talking about value-based care for a long time, how do we bring value um, and have that represented in the contracts that you get reimbursed for? And that has been the trickiest part. Um, and we know that uh, we've done a couple stat polls. Um, back in May of 2022, we asked that question of how many practices were tying their quality metrics to physician compensation. And back in 2022, 42% were doing that. When asked again in May of 2023, a year later, um, 47% were saying that they were tying quality performance metrics to their physician compensation plan. I think we'll probably ask that again here in May of 2024 to kind of see if there's been any increase in that way as well. Okay. Now, I know that I'm looking at your paper that you've been working on, and you talk about a lot of ways that um, healthcare can leverage AI in the context of value-based care. Just give us two of them, and then we'll dig deeper uh, into AI and value-based care from there. Um, sure. Uh, one way is using um, AI algorithms to help you with um, risk stratification and predictive analytics. So you can use these AI algorithms to help you um, analyze patient data to identify those patients um, or individuals at higher risk for certain conditions or adverse events. And then using that information to um, proactively target interventions and allocate resources efficient, efficiently and implement preventative measures, aligning with those goals of value-based care. That's one of them. Um, another one is also um, population health management. Again, uh, using um, those data sets to identify trends and patterns um, to target interventions, 
make personalized care plans. Um, you can do some remote patient monitoring in that um, as well, and just helping with care coordination of those high-risk populations. So not only identifying them, but then helping you um, target those interventions and preventative strategies, and then personalizing those healthcare plans. Okay. In looking at the paper, there are several other ways uh, that healthcare can leverage AI. And I want to save a little bit for the article, but I mean, it does go into a lot of detail there, everyone, and we're going to share that link. But at this point, I just wanted to um, let's get down and, and really get to a summary of this information and look at the ways that AI specifically can have an impact on value-based care. What are those, Christy? Sure. Um, like you said, we're going to have a, a really detailed article so people can really dig into how can they use AI um, to help with um, value-based care and value-based contracts more efficiently and reach that patient population that's most at risk. Um, but ways that AI can have impact on your value-based care, um, it can help you conduct risk stratification and predictive analytics to proactively manage your high-risk patients, as we mentioned. Um, it can enable comprehensive pop, pop health management through big data analysis. It can help you facilitate care coordination and the goal of, hopefully, seamless information exchange. So, you know, getting that if a patient's seen in one healthcare facility, having that EHR and the AI to help with um, a patient if they're seen again, maybe in another healthcare facility, so that there's a continuation of care and that a patient doesn't get lost in the system and lost in their care. Um, it can provide personalized patient engagement, education and remote, remote monitoring, as we mentioned, and it can assist clinicians with evidence-based decision support optimizing those resource utilization um, in that practice. So I feel that, you know, incorporating AI into value-based models will require planning, um, data governance, and you'll have to consider the ethical and privacy concerns. That's a big one. And I know that, and I, I'll link here too, but I know that our, our government affairs team just recently put out a, posi a position paper regarding AI and AI use in healthcare. So we'll have that for you as well. And we do know that we did another poll um, just recently in January. And in that stat poll, so we have lots of stat polls, um, which provides great information. But in that stat poll from January, 30% of medical group leaders say that innovation will define, will define AI in healthcare. So it's not going away, <laughs> but yeah. we need to make sure that we are using it correctly. We know what it's doing and um, that we have processes in place for privacy. Um, and I just know from my experience that AI doesn't know everything. It is learning. So you need to still have people in place that know what they're get, using it for, understanding what it's saying, and and making sure they're interpreting it correctly. So you need very skilled people to understand what's being coming out of AI and how to use it. And so I don't see it replacing people. Hopefully it's gonna just make things more efficient 
and um, helping us catch things that maybe we didn't catch before. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You and I, I think, had talked about this last year, that it is an incredible time saver and it can help us develop a lot of research and gather it. But I wanted you to just, before we sign off, share your thoughts on that. Like it still requires that human element to know enough and be able to fact check it and be able to, you know, do the background work to make sure you're not just getting information and then just putting it out there when it could be outdated or just flat out wrong. Absolutely. And I, I've seen it in my time, just the short, we've been using it now here for some um, items and I I catch things. I catch things that are not quite right. I catch things that's missing. So I know that in healthcare, it can help you analyze some data, but you also need to have that knowledge to make sure how it's analyzing is the correct way and what it's giving you back in feedback is correct. And you ultimately, even if it looks out there and it goes out there and tells you what your patient population is um, for risk stratification, um, as a physician, as a provider, um, as an administrator, you need to say, is this really representative of my patient population? Does this make sense? And then you have to say, how am I going to um, help my patient population? Knowing what I know now, having this help me analyze, but I still, there's a human component that's going to have to implement and make those changes and, and improve the healthcare and make you know, outcomes better for my patients and AI is not going to do that. So there's a, there's always going to be a human element. That's what healthcare is about. So that's just my feedback, my thoughts. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing this information with us again. And as uh, Christy and I were saying, we'll have a ton of resources and some really good information here in the episode show notes where you can go straight to it. So until then, um, Christy, thanks for being here today. Thank you. All right. And thanks to all of you for being uh, podcast listeners. Most physicians don't have the opportunity to learn the business of medicine. What docs don't get taught, Physician Business Training is a course developed by MGMA and administrators from Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. This interactive course provides in-depth physician business training that can drive personal and organizational success. Purchase now for yourself or your organization at physicianbusinesstraining.com and earn eight hours of CME credit. Again, go to physicianbusinesstraining.com to purchase and to learn more.